Hi, peeps. Help Me Be Me is underfunded and needs your help. If you enjoy listening to this or it helps you at all, please visit helpmebeme.com and click donate or visit me on Patreon. Thanks. Hi friends, happy new year. It's Sarah May and this is a episode all about tuning your power. It's something to listen to as we walk into this new year. Um, and journal. And I'm going to give you some prompts, some specific prompts. This is my personal process of, I guess, reflecting on last year and then also directing where I want to go in the coming year. And I would do it when you are, you have some nice alone time, maybe with a nice glass of wine or a scented candle, perhaps. It's something to be enjoyed. Um, And there are kind of three loose parts to this. So this is really how to guide your life versus your life living you. And so I wanted to invite you to do this check-in with yourself and see if you are happy and specifically whether or not you're living your life with the right ratio of focus. So think of it like kind of the screen time analysis of your life. So grab your journal and uh, let's get started. I think part of the reason to do this is just to make sure you're prioritizing the things that have actually made you the happiest. And I guess also to make sure you're not occupying your time with just habits of busyness, you know, because we, I think, get wrapped up in patterns. Just we, we get used to doing things in a certain routine and we tend to fill our time. If we have downtime, we just put more stuff in it. So a lot of the stuff we end up spending a lot of time with is not necessarily worth spending time on it. So here we go. The first part is a journal reflection, and there are 10 questions. The second part is a recalibration exercise, and then the third part is kind of a uh, strength-building exercise. So here are the first journal reflections I want you to do. Number one, what is the most significant memory you made in 2018? And why was it so significant? How did that memory come about? Like, what was the process? For me, those memories are pretty much related to family and uh, the more emotional moments. Right, that's the first question. Second question, how can you bring more of those kinds of memories into your life this year? Like, what do you need to prioritize? How are you going to have to rejigger your schedule to make sure you have ample time for those types of things to come forth? All right, number three. What are your greatest gratitudes coming out of 2018? So keep this list going as long as you possibly can, even if it's just small stuff, like random stuff. And that's because it's a it's a really fun exercise, just writing all the random little things you're grateful for that came up in your year. I think I just kept this going for like pages and pages. All right, number four, I want you to think about and list all of the people who have made a difference in your life this past year and who continue to. Who, people who bring value and support you in your world. 
So as you look back on your past year, who are you grateful that you have in your life? And that, I mean, anybody, you know, maybe it's your, your doctor and your neighbor and that person you always see at Trader Joe's, etc. All right, number five, what is your sweetest, most epic, big as the stars, wish for yourself? And there can be multiples. I want you to first write your biggest one and, and write it down. And then I want you to also list out all of the smaller wishes you have for yourself or dreams, if you prefer that word. And just continue to jot them down and maybe just highlight the ones that are the biggest. Um, and I would say make them super fantastical. It's really easy to go through life without having uh, really big, far-reaching wishes or goals. And it's not necessarily, you know, something that you have to put work toward. It's just, I want you to have them. I want you to have, like, the highest-reaching things just to know what they are. And continue to add to this list. All right. That's the first set of five. And now I'm going to do a couple with you, a couple journal prompts that are really for fine-tuning your personal habits. This is more about trajectory. So number six, this is about habits that occupy your time and focus. What is your habit, if you look back or kind of think back to 2018, what's your kind of pervasive habit of busyness? Are you like an overbooker or are you an underbooker? Like what's your status? Are you like a person that kind of gets too busy? Or do you need to kind of work on planning more? And what is your kind of go-to pain label in your life? Like what's the thing that always tends to be in your mind about like this is what's wrong in my life? Is it maybe a lack perspective? Like this is not enough. I never have enough. Whatever it is, just become aware of it. And Make a mental note or actually write down how much mental energy are you spending on um, worry and busyness and planning and like writing lists. So is productivity an all-consuming habit for you? Is it more than that? Is it an addiction? Um, do you find that you are relieved when you get things done? Are you rewarded by everything you're doing? These are more just reflection talking points for your for your journaling. I want you to just recognize, like, I have a habit of always being busy or I have a habit of always feeling like I'm lacking or I've, my habit is feeling like I'm not enough, whatever it is. I just want you to be aware of the thoughts you have, the types of thoughts you have. And the second half of this is how can you start to remedy that? Usually the very first step is awareness, knowing that you have this happening to you in the first place. All right, number seven, what is something that you want more of this year? And by that I mean it, it can be adjectives, it can be like actual objects, it can be types of experiences, um, it could be qualities. So just make a list. For me, there there were things like Travel and adventure, um, nature. So whatever it is, what do you want to bring out more of this year? 
And second half of this question is, how can you make that more of a priority? What's the first step you could take toward actualizing this thing? And I would actually finish this one by putting something concrete on your calendar. So for example, booking future vacation time would be something I would do. All right, number eight, what's one thought habit that is not serving you currently? So some, some highlight something you are going to recognize and kind of disengage from in the coming weeks. Number nine, what's one personal state of being or habit from last year that you are appreciative of? Or it can be something that's currently, you currently also do. So it can be something small. It can be, you know, for me, it's stability. That's a personal state of being that I'm extremely grateful for because life is so much more manageable because I have stability and consistency. Even like really shitty shit is just a process that needs to be moved through. It's not something that derails me. So all I want you to do is kind of scan through your yourself, your being, and think about like this is a, a value I have or a trait I have that I'm so glad I have that I've built in myself. And put a mental highlighter across that thing and realize that that's part of who you are. It is merged with you thanks to the work you've done on yourself. Yay. Number 10, what are the things you want to accomplish this year? And this is just, I want you to write a vague list of goals, challenges, anything you want to conquer and achieve. And it's important just to ruminate on things like this, like to actually allow yourself free reign to think about like, maybe I want this, maybe I want that. It doesn't even have to be completely realistic. I just want you to have vague ideas, beginnings of possible future achievements. And then I want you to end this part of your journaling with the I am list of adjectives. So basically a list of who you choose to act as. It's five, five to six adjectives. I am kind, loving, powerful, strong, balanced, inspiring. Those are mine. All right. That completes part one. Part two is a, I guess it's, I wanted to, to pose this to you as, I guess, a, a bigger step I want you to take in your life. And I'm calling it open a window. So this one's for you, especially if you feel stuck where you are or you feel stunted or just kind of meh about your life or yourself. There's a podcast episode of um, David E. Wood. Like I listened to this a long, long time ago, and I'll include a link in the show notes. He's a um, a funny, I think he's Australian maybe. Anyway, he's this funny network marketing guy. I'm not into network marketing, but he happens to be into that. Anyway, he's interviewing this public speaker named Les Brown. And Les Brown kind of tells him a story about, um, he's talking about how people who are born rich usually stay rich and people who are born poor usually stay poor. And Les Brown, when he was a child, had to clean houses. Um, and he cleaned the house of a guy who listened to Earl Nightingale records. And Earl Nightingale was one of the first kind of inspirational speakers back in the day. And 
this experience to him was what changed his access, like his sphere of access. He was able to move from only being exposed to poverty to having awareness of something greater than his immediate surroundings, just hearing these records. It opened up new possibility. So that was kind of like opening a window in his life. The interviewer, David Wood, also had a similar experience that changed his sphere of access in that he was a window washer as one of his jobs. And he was washing the windows of all of these uh, beautiful apartments. And one of them was this world traveler. And he had all these amazing exotic possessions. And that for David was like, he had no idea there were, was all of, there was this great, amazing world out there. So that for me, opening a window means seeking out a source of exposure to something that is higher and outside of you and your bubble, your everyday life, and allowing that thing to elevate you. Because it, it can change your personal bar for yourself, and it can change what you realize you're capable of just to be around things that are of a higher realm. And I don't just mean like wealth-wise. I mean, um, I guess culture-wise. For me, it was like if I'm thinking, I probably have many examples. I mean, it was also the people I was around. But for me, my mom used to take me to museums all the time when I was younger. And to go to different art shows, it was, it kind of, revealed in me an ability that I didn't know I had. I wanted to create newness. I wanted to create things where that were so imaginative and be more creative. It was like a challenge. So I feel like what I want you to take away from these stories is it's really important to witness and meet inspiration and to have your life, life cross beautiful and new paths. So I want you to go into some new realm or some be around some new person. Maybe it's uh, traveling. Maybe it's finding and culturally enriching experiences. Whatever it is, I want you to begin this year by opening a window. Maybe that's taking a class on finance or something like that. Like, But you need to bring in newness that can elevate your life beyond what you feel you deserve. You know what I mean? Like it's really easy to just accept what we, we've always done and what our family does and feel like, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is my lot. That is until you are, you know, happen to be roommates with somebody that's really good at blank or has always been really privileged in blank area. Like that's what I want you to create for yourself. Um, and deliberately choose to open up a new uh, possibility from outside of you. And that doesn't mean, you know, just in the direction of money or status. It can be in the direction of uh, groundedness. So maybe it's like an appreciation for nature. Because I, ego is flexible. Like our um, identity is always flexible. We can enhance it. We can keep it in check and we can change it we can change its definition 
So that's the second part. And then part three, I'm calling persona yoga. I'm going to give you some stretches to practice. And this really has to do with um, personal identity. It's, it's basically an exercise to ensure that you are always embodying your own power and choosing the mental identity that empowers you versus not. So it's a way to commit to kind of acting as your highest self at all times and not being the victim of the other, the dark side of the ego. You know, because yes, we, we kind of need our ego. And by that, I mean like the narrative that our brain creates to make sense of the world and create rules for the world. We need it to survive, to feel okay, to not fall apart. But we can also enhance it. And we can, you know, if we're suffering at the cost of it, like if we're suffering from feeling like we are grasping and feeling like we're not enough and we don't feel good enough, like that's really a bad habit of focus. So we're always able to change that definition. And I think, you know, when we are able to identify that it's something that's flexible, it's something that we can hack and we can help ourselves when we're in a state of feeling like not good enough. So here's the exercise. I want you to ensure you're using the right muscles at any given time. So this exercise is going to stretch your ego in both directions to remember who you are and how you identify yourself in the world and recognize that it's malleable. Because that concept of myself and who I am, me, Sarah May, is always changing. It's fluid. What you perceive me to be, that concept is always fluid. What I perceive me to be is always fluid. It can change in a split second. If someone says something to me or if an event happens to me, that changes. Same, same goes for you. It's a concept. It doesn't exist. There's no true me that exists in reality. So what that means is you are very powerful in shaping this concept of me. You can always choose to alter that definition if it's not serving you. What you are, who you are, what your value is in your own mind and in others' minds, it's always changing. And if you're suffering, and if you're in a state of like feeling like weak, you can choose to change it in a single day. I was reminded of this while I was hiking yesterday. Part of that's partly because I hadn't hiked in a long time, and I realized, oh yeah, a large part of my identity is an appreciation for nature and also an appreciation for function. Like I wear a lot of vintage and hand-me-downs and free shit. And I f it's easy to forget to disidentify with all the stuff, you know, all the new shit. Because it be can be really exhausting to keep up because you're continuously chasing like what is new. Um, and what is cool? It's like what is cool is slipping away if you don't aren't you know if you aren't maintaining it, because new stuff is always new. I digress. Okay, here's the yoga stretch. <laughs> First stretch I want you to do is pick a day, single day when you need a boost, the power you when you're feeling like weak and unimportant and stepped on or whatever. I want you to practice identifying with all the externally driven identity the most powerful you suit there is. So that would entail all the visual, visual cues you can gather. So for example, getting your nails did, 
get, getting a new outfit, blow drying your hair, um, or getting your hair trimmed if you're if you have short hair, getting your car washed, being very deliberate about the music you're playing, acting as kind of the on-camera version of yourself, like you're kind to every person you interact with, um, buying lunch at a place that makes you feel pretty or handsome, and having an inspiring, um, you know, podcast or book or episode queued up, something that is, I would say, it feels legit and mainstream, put it that way. And then most important in this exercise, hang out in a place or do an activity or be with a person who reminds you of your most aspirational self. For example, maybe that's going to a soul cycle class or having that pretty juice with you and having, you know, that perfect song all queued up, etc. And I want you, when you do this exercise, I want you to journal about how this makes you feel, like who this self uh is that you're portraying to others and just recognize the difference like having all of those things feel perfect this is the same exact self who does not have any of that stuff you are exactly the same person and this feeling or this awareness of this identity is accessible to you at all times it's no better than the other self before it but sometimes it can make you feel stronger and more aware of that. Like if you're in an ego weak spot, um, like if you've if recently lost a relationship or a job or um, any major badge that is a definer of who you are, it can be really helpful to pour energy into all of these external things just as a way to like reclaim a little bit of the container that is this ego. So just recognize how this alters your just self-awareness. Okay, that's the first yoga stretch. The second yoga stretch is to disidentify with all of the external stuff. So to pick a day and practice removing all of the labels, this, take a break from social media, unplug, um, and deliberately choose things that are not, you know, necessarily saying something about you to wear pick things that are the most comfortable maybe things that feel the most nostalgic and um and i mean like are tied more to your origin and, and something that comes feels like it comes from a genuine place and try spending a day in nature and or creative flow so maybe that's you're going out spending the day in the sun playing in the water um, if you do anything creative, I would say spend some time that day drawing or writing or playing an instrument. Maybe go swimming, maybe go hiking. Uh, be purely in your body and purely connect connected to like your breath and your own personal spirit. If you have a child, you could spend part of that day just playing with your child. And most important to this exercise, for part of your day, I want you to get out of your routine environment and away from kind of your social connections and your stuff. So somewhere that's removed, maybe take a bike ride, somewhere that's removed from society. And then I want you to take mental note about how this day makes you feel and the perspective, contrast. 
And I want you to remember that this is also you. This self, this awareness, this inner state, this has the exact same value with or without all of the stuff you have, all the badges, all the things you do. Your person, your inner self is exactly the same, no better, no worse. You're just as perfect as the you who does all the stuff and has all the stuff. All of these things that we do and we say we are, they can strengthen us and give us, you know, a table to stand on and they can make us feel like we're stronger, but they will always change. They're all flexible. How others view you will be a million different selves in your lifetime and all of them are projections. So know that, yes, it can feel groundless at times when you feel like you don't have enough of these badges or they aren't holding up. Um, But in those moments, I want you to just remember your stretches. Just remember, this is really about recognizing that this is a feeling, a perception that is being triggered. And you need to ask yourself, how can I pump myself up? How How can I prop up this ego a little bit better? Do I need to boost my external badge visual feedback? Or do I need to unplug and distance and remember the ground? Can I re- how can I remember my origin, my original self? So whichever f- you find works to bring you back to your own, to some semblance of your own, own innate power, do it. Just remember you're always constantly balancing these things and you're always constantly strengthening parts of yourself. And none of it is more, makes you more valuable. You are, your value is always constant. These things are always going to be outside of you. Um, So last in this exercise, whatever works for you, whatever grounds you best, I want you to write those down in your e-cord list, which if you listen to my other podcast, you know I want everyone to have a list of things you can do when you're triggered um, as a way to self-soothe. So let's say you found that like my day of wearing a power suit really helped me feel in control and back in my body. You're going to write that down. Maybe for me, it's my day of unplugging and hiking in like, uh, you know, my messiest clothes. That's what grounds me. So never underestimate the importance of personal maintenance and soul maintenance. Because it can remind you of so much more power that you didn't know was inside you. It's all perception. And these things change. They're fluid. They're changing all the time without us really knowing it. So I hope these are helpful and I hope you enjoyed this and I wish you a very, very happy new year. Um, And I wanted to thank my latest sponsor from, I guess it's from the end of last year and this year, Disha, huge donation. Thank you so much. And Vivian, thank you for your donation. And thank you, Amanda on Patreon. Thank you, all of you on Patreon. Thank you so much also to my monthly sponsors. You all mean so much to me. And I wish you all an empowering and wonderful 2019. Don't forget to smile.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.